Hello, this is Augustus and Tony Corbett, and you're listening to the Marriage Minutes Podcast. Where we use biblical principles to enhance marriages and eliminate divorces. For the next 30 minutes, get ready for lots of laughing, learning, and loving. Hello, and welcome back to Marriage Minutes Podcast with Augustus and Tony Corbett. We're excited to have you with us again today, and I'm especially excited to have my sweetheart. How you doing, baby? I'm doing wonderfully well. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well, so well, and we're going to continue teaching from where we left off. Um, the last time we did the podcast, the last episode, we were talking about dating, and it was dating part one, and what we talked about specifically was our journey, how it began how we started off, how God brought us together, um, and just shared, you know, about that. Yes, our personal journey. Our personal journey. We shared it. We put it on the table. And in fact, I love telling it. It's a, it's a, it's a cute story, I think. Yeah, I still smile when we tell it. Yes, and also I forgot to shout out uh, Teddy Wilson, uh, Elder Teddy Wilson back in Greensboro, um, if he's listening to this podcast, uh, Teddy, I'll tell you, the Lord used you to bless me with the best thing in my life, um, apart from my kids. So shout out to Elder Teddy and Nancy Wilson. Yes, yes. He was the catalyst that um, brought us together. All right. So we're going to today we're going to talk about um, dating. And this is part two. And. What we're going to do in this part is I'm going to use fishing to talk about how to catch a good spouse. Okay. Fishing. And you may say, hey, how does that have anything to do with catching a good spouse? Well, wait, you'll see. It has a lot to do with catching a good spouse. And I'm going to share it with you. Okay. Now, before we get started, um, Tony and I, we had some conversations about some of the things that I would say. And it caused us to, we, we felt we needed to go back and we needed to um, kind of emphasize a couple of things, okay? Number one, to emphasize that the group that we're really focused on here are dating, engaged, and married Christian people, okay? Because we're teaching that the best way to have a strong family and a strong marriage is to anchor it on the word of God. That's exactly right. That's the focus. That's the emphasis on biblical principles, basing your relationship on biblical principles. Yes. So we, that's our worldview. Um, and so unapologetically, unapologetically, absolutely. Unashamedly. Unashamedly and uncompromisingly. Yes. Right. And some other folks who have not made a commitment to Christ may find all this talk about the Lord and the word and all of that. They may find it useless or even offensive. Well, you know, what I would say to them is, I hope you change your mind because this is absolutely the best life to live. But we would not be offended if you found that our podcast wasn't for you. And we don't, we want everybody to listen. Okay. And we again, hope, hope such a person would change his or her mind, but, uh, we are definitely uh, committed Christ followers. We're definitely 
people of the word of God, of the kingdom of God. And we believe that is the very best way to raise a family, to build a marriage, to build a home. In fact, let me read a couple of verses of scripture from the book of Matthew, I think it is. And I'm reading it from the Passion Translation, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Everyone who hears my teaching, this is in red, which means this is what Jesus himself said. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came with fierce winds beaten upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation, which is the word of God. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came with wind and waves beaten upon his house, it collapsed and was swept away. Wow. There it is. There it is. And we know in our own lives that this is true. Okay. And um, in fact, you mentioned to me that some folks may take exception to us saying that the only way to have a long relationship is because uh, the only way to have a long relationship is on the word of God. Some people may point to a couple, for example, like Oprah and Stedman, a couple that everybody knows. And I think Oprah infamously said that they have some sort of spiritual union or something and decided not to get married. Right. Spiritual partnership. They chose spiritual partnership rather than marriage. Okay. And so some people may point to, to that couple and say, well, they're doing it without, um, you know, being committed to the word of God. And I mean, you know, the fact there's some spiritual connection or whatever you just said, um, (laughs) in lieu of marriage, is working for them. Well, look, I, you know, if they've obviously been together a long time, right. And I don't, I'm not in their house. I don't know what, how they do things and so forth. So I won't even really comment on that. But for us, how, 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 how do we say it? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Yes. We're going to base our family, our marriage and everything on the word of God to the very best of our abilities. Absolutely. And that's who um, this podcast is for other people who want to build their house, their marriage, their relationship on biblical principles. That's why we gave out the mission and the vision when we first started the, um, the podcast. Right. So, so that's the difference. That's the difference. And they can do it. They can do it however they want to do it. Right. But if you're, if you're interested in pleasing God, if you're interested in making God happy, when I say God, I'm talking about the father, God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy spirit, then you're going to have to do it on his terms based on the word of God. Okay. Yes. So that's the audience. Our vision statement is that we're trying to build a community of dating, engaged and married couples nationally and internationally who desire to base their families and marriages, et cetera, on biblical principles. 
Yes. Right? So that may not be for everybody. Right. We would love for everybody to see the wisdom in this, the wisdom in the scriptures that we just, um, that I just read, but everybody may not. Right. And so we'll pray for them. Like you said, that they will come around. But for those of you who really desire to build your marriage and your relationship, your dating experiences and all on the word of God, then marriage for minutes, marriage minutes is for you. Yes. Praise God. Very good. So that said, we'll now get into the lesson for today. It's really more going to be more of a conversation um, because. uh, Well, I don't know much about fishing, so I'll just um, interject when I have questions or comments because I don't know anything about fishing. I've gone fishing with you. I enjoy going fishing because it's just um, I find it a quiet time. I find that a time when I can reflect and meditate, you know, while you're just sitting there waiting on a fish to, to bite or whatever. But I don't know the techniques. So for this episode, I'm going to just ask questions as they come up to me. All right. That's fair. That's okay. fair. And um, so I'm sure you're going to have some very good questions to help me uh, flesh it out, if you will. But yes, catching catching a good spouse, Tony, is very similar to catching fish, okay? Um, fishing takes skill, it takes patience, it, it takes perseverance, but the payoff can be huge when you land that big fish. I mean, it not only is it good when you eat it later, if you eat the fish that you catch, some people don't eat the fish, they throw them back in and just fish for the sport of it. I didn't grow up fishing that way. We took the fish home and ate the fish, okay? And they were really, really, really good. Nothing like fresh fish. I grew up on the coast, uh, on the east coast of uh, the U.S., and we did a lot of fishing. We fished in the freshwater, which means um, it doesn't have salt, and we fished in salt water, which is in the ocean. So we fished both places, and we did it often. Okay. Well, you know, one time um, I remember I was almost, I was about eight months pregnant with Chloe and you, your daddy and I went fishing. That's right. I remember And it was that. like in the late evening up into the night, exactly. we went fishing on the ocean. On the ocean. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. In fact, that is a good, that that's exactly right. Because when I was a kid, I, I would treasure those moments when my father would come home and and would after work and would say to me, boy, come, let's go. He, he would say, come on, boy, let's go fishing. And I mean, that would just light up my day, you know? And so we'd go out back somewhere and go dig up some worms and we'd head off to the river or to the pond. I live really close to the Cape Fear River back in North Carolina. So we had a, 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 face, a place to fish all the time or we would go to one of the ponds or lakes or something that was around where I'm from. And, um, and it seemed like my dad could just read the minds of the fish. I mean, he, he, he knew exactly where and, and what time to go fishing. You know, it seems like he just intuitively knew how to catch fish. I also had an uncle uh, who claimed that he could make the fish bite even when they weren't hungry. <laughs> yeah, so, so I grew up around men who knew how to fish and who knew how to catch fish. And and they always caught really nice fish. We never, I never went fishing with my pops 
uh, or one of my uncles, and there was one uncle in particular, and we and came back without fish. We always caught nice fish. So the question is, why did they always catch nice fish? Well, the answer is simple, because they knew the art and science of fishing. Okay. Okay. And having 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 been with them fishing so many times, I learned some of those lessons about fishing. And if you apply those lessons to catching a spouse, it can help you catch a spouse. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm let's get into it. I'm going to show you show you how what I mean by this. So, all right. So how to catch a spouse using fishing principles. That's what I'm going to talk about now. And I'm going to give you 10 tips. Okay. Tip number one. First, you got to know the type of fish you want. Okay. You got to know the type of fish you want. My father at certain times would fish for catfish. He would fish for bass. He would fish for brims or perch. Or he would fish for spots in the ocean or mullets. And so he was very specific. He and my uncle were very specific about the kind of fish they wanted. And you'll see as I go on in this, why that's so important. So now let's apply that principle to catching a spouse. So the first thing that I advise any person to do who's trying to catch a spouse is to specifically list what they want in a spouse. Okay. I think that's good. That's real good. Not, not just say send me a husband or send me a wife or I want a husband. I want a wife. What type? What type? (laughs) Of husband. Absolutely. Or what type of wife do you want? Exactly. Okay. That's good. I took, Tony, I took that so seriously that I literally made a list when I started getting prepared for a spouse. I literally made a list. Okay. And here's my list. I'm sharing my list. This is the actual list. Okay. It's not the actual list because that was over 30 some years ago, but these are the things that were on my list. First and foremost, she had to be saved. And, and, and when I say save, I'm not talking about just going to church and, um, raised in church and, um, I'm, I'm, you know, all of that. No, I'm talking about somebody who's born again, saved, committed to the Lord, on fire for God. I go so much as saying on fire for God, spirit filled. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. I wanted someone who really, really, really was a committed Christ follower. So that was number one. I, I just, you know, I had been in the streets. I had been out in the world. I had dealt with a lot of women. I didn't want a street woman. Now, that doesn't mean that, in fact, let me just keep working because um, when I say I didn't want a street woman, look look at me. I'm, I was a street dude, okay? And we talked on our last episode about how you didn't want a church dude, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't want a street dude, so it was a perfect match. You didn't want us. a street woman. Huh? You said you didn't want a street dude. Oh, absolutely. I don't want no kind of dude. (laughs) Thank you for correcting that. I don't want no kind of dude, man. No street, church, or or, or otherwise. (laughs) Ain't that kind of party. No. 
What I meant to say was I didn't want a street woman. Right. Yeah. I wanted a good old fashioned church woman. Okay. Somebody like I said on the last episode, somebody I could trust fully. Someone who, you know, I knew they had a strong relationship with the Lord. That's what I'm saying. Now, if she had come from the streets and got saved, right. mm-hmm. then that would have been a whole different ballgame. That's what I was going to say, definitely, yeah. because God takes all of us and he cleans us up, you know? Exactly. So exactly. the point is that the point where you wanting to date someone, you want them to have already been cleaned up, you know, on fire for on God fire for and, all of that. and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So number one, saved. Number two, a good family. I wanted a wife who came from a good, solid family. Okay. And that was because, did I share, it seems like I shared this list in our last episode. Did I Mm-mm. go over this? Okay. No. So the reason I wanted her to come from a good family is because I wanted her to be well-adjusted. I wanted her to value family. I wanted her to have been raised by a good mother who set a good motherly, godly Christian example. And you met all of that. Your, your, your mother, Miss um, Marie, was all of that. Yes. Very strong Christian woman. Very good mother. Good mother. Good wife. Good wife to her husband. I mean, she was an example to you in every bit of that. Okay. So that's why. That, 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 that's the reason why I wanted, you know, someone who came from a good family. Second of all, I wanted someone who had good values. And that goes back to the family, right? That goes back to the values that you saw with your mother, uh, Miss Marie, uh, Mary, y'all call her. Mary. Yeah, y'all call her Mary, <laughs> but her name was Marie. Was Mary. Yeah, and you Mary. all uh, you all called her, say it again. Mary. Mary. <laughs> so, yes, she imparted into you good values. She certainly did. Right? Good. I'll never forget, even growing up, Augustus, as we talk about this, I'm about to get teary-eyed thinking about my mom. Sure. But um, she always taught me, treat people the way you want to be treated. I mean, and we know we hear that all the time, but she said it to me at a young age, and it always stuck with me. You know, she wasn't a missionary in a church or an evangelist, but she yet put some real good values in me, and that was one of them. So and, I remember that. And that, that uh, again, that's what I wanted. Okay. The fourth thing was I wanted us to match uh, in terms of education. I knew education is really important to me. And I wanted a wife who also valued education. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I wanted to instill that same value in our children. Okay. So everything that was driving my choice of, of, a, of a potential spouse. A lot of it had to do with the kids that we were bringing to the world. There's a certain type of woman I wanted raising the kids. I remember you telling me that yeah. when we met. Yes, because we went over this and you mentioned that to me Absolutely. about the kids. This right. is how I want my kids raised. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I saw and a I lot was of... on board. We were, we were um, on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of stuff growing up, you know, uh, with with raising the kids and half raising the kids and not raising the kids and and no I didn't want that for my kids okay 
And then I'm, I'll, you know, I always told you there are five things and I've never really shared with you what that fifth thing was. No, you did. Oh, I did? You told me. Okay. Yeah, well, it, you it, told it, me it was you, stupid. You wanted a mixed race lady. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> that sounds stupid as I hear it myself. <laughs> and I don't fit that. So I got four out of the five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you really don't fit that. We did your DNA. <laughs> And, and you I'm, like 100% African. African. I am African, you all. <laughs> Proudly African. You can tell it in my natural hair and everything. But you know, before before we started dating, you had dated. Wasn't she mixed race? Yes. So that's probably uh, we, had something. Well, I mean, I think it's just the stupidity of a, of, <laughs> of a lot of black men, you know, until they get enlightened. Because that's what we've been told, right? That beauty... Lies in the European model of beauty. Exactly. Long, and straight hair. All and, that. And pretty much kind of light skin is what we say. Fair skin looking. Right. So, yeah. so, so whatever gets close to that in, in, in the mind of a, of a black man who hasn't been enlightened is more beautiful right. than the naturally beautiful black woman. Well, I'm so glad that the Lord just disregarded that stupidity. <laughs> And sent me a beautiful African woman, praise God. And and nap, got natural nappy hair and all, the, all of that. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I mean, I really, really love it. Uh, so uh, it was stupid, that last thing. And, and God didn't even honor that. And I thank God that he didn't. The point is, I had a list. I knew the kind of woman I wanted. Like my father knew the kind of fish that he wanted to catch when we would go fishing. And that would determine everything about us going fishing, okay? So you'll see here, because the second thing is, um, you, you gotta, so you know what kind of fish you want. So the second thing is you gotta go where that fish is. Right. All right. That makes sense. That, doesn't that make sense? Mm -hmm. So if my father wanted to catch brim, or perch, we didn't go to the ocean. They're not brim and perch in the ocean, okay? No, I don't, I don't know that, so well, I'm, I'm being educated. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you, you won't find that. Um, that typically will not be the case. Their, their habitat is fresh water. Okay. All right? If you wanted to catch what we called a spot fish, you wouldn't go to the ponds and lakes and rivers for that fish okay you would have to go to the ocean to catch that fish so knowing the type of fish he wanted determined nearly everything about us going fishing that day okay all right mm -hmm. so now let's apply that to catching a good spouse if you know the kind of like i did made a list if you know the kind of 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 woman or man that you want then you need to go where that type of man or woman is. Okay, for example, if you're looking for an athletic person, okay, a person who takes care of his or her body, a person who, um, you know, has a nice physique, you're probably not going to find that person hanging out at McDonald's. Right. Because those kind of athletic people typically eat better food than what you would find at McDonald's. Right. Doesn't that make sense? That makes sense. So you're more apt to find that person where? At the gym. At the gym. 
or at a healthy restaurant, like a place that sells salads, known for salads and healthy sandwiches, things like that. Yes, Mm ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Now, this may seem so minuscule, but it's not. It is not. If if this is the kind of person that you want, you don't go fishing at the wrong place. Right. Now, Now, if for whatever reason... You don't care about physique and and healthy living and all of that. Then all well and good. Hang out at McDonald's. Right. You're gonna find a whole bunch of <laughs> you're gonna find a whole bunch of people there who who are just like you. Right. So that's right. But just knowing where to do the fishing is so. I mean, knowing the type of fish you want so that you can determine where you need to do the fishing is very good. Well, by the same token, if you are looking for someone who loves the Lord then you need to go to church. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Church, now, now, Bible study. Bible study, all of that. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean, in fact, Bible study is even better. Right. Because we know everybody who go to church ain't, ain't that committed to the Lord. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. But if they also not only go to church, but go to Bible study during the midweek, and even in, in, in if, and if you can make it to the prayer meeting, <laughs> you really going to find really- some... <laughs> They on fire. <laughs> they on, exactly. If they make it to the prayer meeting. That's right. That's so if you right. got brothers in there going to the prayer meeting, man, that's where you need to be. Right. If you're trying to find somebody on fire. That's Does that exactly, make sense? It makes sense. So it all started with you knowing the kind of fish that you wanted to find. That you wanted to mm-hmm. catch. And so the same is true with catching a good spouse or catching the kind of spouse you want. You got to go where that type of spouse is located. So, and let me also say, let's say you wanted a spouse who didn't have children. Well, then you wouldn't hang out at Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's not the place you would go because there you're going to find a lot of single mothers. It ain't ain't a thing wrong Mm -hmm. with marrying a single mother. That's not my point. Right. My point is, if someone says, hey, I just wouldn't want to marry a woman or man with kids, then don't go where those people hang out. Right. That's the, the point. At the, at the kitty mm-hmm. park or Chuck E. Cheese or, you know, where they hang out at. Right. All right. Now, third thing. So remember what we said. First, you got to know the kind of fish or spouse you're looking for. And be specific when you talk to the Lord about the type of spouse you want. Be specific. Make a list. Make a list. Secondly, you got to go where that type of fish is or where that type of spouse is, where that Mm -hmm. type of person is more likely to hang out and to be. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. The third thing is my father and these great fishermen, they knew that you had to use the right bait. Okay. All fish didn't like the same bait. Okay. Some of them like worms. Other fish like shrimp. Other fish like my father used to do this thing. He would take some 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 dough, some bread dough. You know, he would take that bread dough and take a bag of it with us. Mm-hmm. Okay, make some fit some dough balls, put them in a bag, and we'd go down to the river. And he put that dough bag. He put those uh, dough balls on his hook, and okay. he'd fish for that because certain fish like that bait for example catfish like that okay okay so he 
you know, he when he'd go fishing, he'd have three different rods and reels. And one of them he'd have with the dough balls. And that 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 reel is for catfish. Then he'd have another one over here that has some other kind of bait on it, maybe a minnow. Now he's fishing for another kind of fish. And then he'd have in his hand another rod and reel that got some other kind of bait on it. He was a serious fisherman. He was a serious fisherman, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> so he'd be fishing for three, four different type of fish mm -hmm. at one time, but he knew where they were located and he knew what they liked. Right, okay. So you got to use the right bait. People know different. In order to catch a good spouse, you got to use the right bait. Different bait will attract different men mm -hmm. and women. For example, if all a woman wants is sex, then tight jeans and miniskirts, she will attract that kind of man. That's exactly right. Okay? Mm -hmm. She will attract the kind of man who's only interested in having sex with her. But if she wants something much more uh, deeper and meaningful than just sex, then she had to display, she had to use her intelligence, her character, her trustworthiness, etc., to attract that kind of man, her spirituality. Her commitment to the Lord. That's really good, Augustus. Really, really good. Right. I like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so you know I, I you know I'm I'm a bit old fashioned, you know I'm I'm what they call a baby boomer, right? So I got these old fashioned values. And and with these old fashioned values, many of them are, are anchored after what thirty four years of following the Lord. A lot of my values, my worldview is biblical. My values are based on the word of God. Okay. For some people, they may be old fashioned, may be outdated, may be draconian. Fine. That's why we said in the beginning, this podcast may not be for everybody. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But I stand firm on this thing of, of, of using the right bait to catch the right person. If it's sex you want, and that's really all you want. And that's really what you're interested in. And that is so big to you. And sex is big to me as well. Okay. We're going to talk about that in right. some later podcasts. Mm -hmm. I'm not demeaning good sex. No, in a we're marriage. talking about dating, you know, and that leads to fornication and all of that right. type of sex. Exactly. Is what we're talking about. Yeah, now. exactly. And if that's what you want to attract, then, then you can use the bait to get that. But if you're looking for a good, solid man who um you know is not just interested in 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 you for sex then you got to display you got to use the bait that will attract that man and it's not tight jeans and miniskirts right okay mm -hmm. that kind of brother because we're talking about a brother who is in the lord who's in church who's attending church who's following christ that kind of brother is not going to value that Okay. Yeah, he may look at your tight jeans and say, "Now this woman has really got a nice body." Right. But mm -hmm. I don't know if I would want to marry her because could I trust her? I mean, will she be out attracting other guys? Does she have the character? Can I take her home to mama? Can she pass the mama test? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah. So you got to use the right bait 
to catch the type of man or woman that that you want. And the same is true with men, right? So a man who says, okay, I'm going to use, I'm going to go out here and buy me a $50,000 BMW if he can afford it, or even if he can't afford it, and, and say, hey, this is my bait. Cause I know, I know, I know, the, I know the ladies like like nice cars. Well, yeah, yeah. If she's materialistic, that's exactly right. If that's all she's looking for, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pull those kind of women who are looking at you just for what you have and for what you can do for her. Right. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, brothers. It, this applies to brothers too. You got to use the kind of bait to get the kind of fish that you want. And um, so my father knew the secret of using the right bait to get the right kind of fish, the kind of fish that he desired. All right, number four, number four. Now this may not even seem obvious to a lot of people, but you gotta keep your hook sharp. What is a hook? A hook is a thing that you put on the end of your line that when the fish swallows it, it hooks some part of his body. Most of the time, it'll hook his lips. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it and the hook is designed that once it gets hooked, once the fish gets hooked on, on his, with his lips, he's not coming off unless the line breaks. Okay? But in order for that hook to work, that hook has to be sharp. Right. I never heard that. Yeah, if it's dull <laughs> or broken or something like that, it ain't the fishing. You, you won't be the fish will get off, and 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 um, and that's not what you want. So a dull, broken hook will ruin a good good day of fishing. I mean, you're like I'm getting bites, but I'm not getting them in. Right, he's escaping. He, the what? fish is escaping, mm-hmm. he's getting away, stealing your bait, moving on. Okay, you're just basically feeding the fish. All right, because your, your your hook is all messed up. Well, the same is true with catching a spouse. You got to keep your hook sharp. That means you got to keep yourself sharp and looking good. Okay? Now, with men, that most of the time means three things. First, for men, um, um, a woman, a, a man has to keep a job. A man has to have his own place. And a man needs a, a, a gym membership. Okay? Why, why do I say that? Because women need security. And if a man doesn't have a good job, then he has a dull, broken hook. Right? Okay. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, this whole employment, unemployment thing in just a moment in more detail. But for the most part, the woman is going to size up this brother with his ability to take care of the family. Right. Because that's one of his responsibilities. That's that's like like top of, mm-hmm. of the list. A husband, the word husband means provider. Right. Can, will she be secure? Okay. And um, so for a brother, that means, yes, keeping a job. It also means having his own place. I mean, wh- where are you going to move her into? If y'all get married, are you going to live with your parents? Well, that may be, uh, that may not be a bad idea in certain circumstances, 
right? Right. If it, if it's for the purpose of say saving money, uh, to buy a house, saving money for whatever reason, right? I mean, we we mm-hmm. went through that, right? You know, mm-hmm. for a brief period of time, we lived with your parents. For a brief period of times, we lived with my parents, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with 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 um with my parents, we moved in with them briefly because we relocated to where they were living so we could take care of them. And we weren't able to find housing before we moved. And and, uh, before I got the job teaching, I became a high school chemistry teacher. So we had to stay there in their, um, in their house for, for a brief period of time. And then shortly Mm -hmm. thereafter, the Lord opened the door for us to to get our own, own house. Um, and, um, so, and then I've heard of stories, you know, of, of couples living with, with parents to, to save money to buy a house. Right. I, I, I think that is awesome, actually. I do, too. I think that's wise. I think it's wise, mm-hmm. right. Because, you know, owning a home is really important, and but you need that down payment. Right. In most cases. So staying with parents in order to save up the money to buy that first house that there's not a thing wrong with that. Right. I agree. So if there's some sort of plan like that going on, that's one thing. But, but, but if, you know, apart from a plan like that or something and, and, and a man is just staying at home and has no plans, that's, that's a red flag. Well, even when you mentioned the first one, um, keeping a job, if the husband is in school and trying to finish a degree, and he's only able to work like part time or something. Then you see that he has a plan. Exactly, and we, we're we're coming to that, I believe. Yes, we're we're gonna get and talk more in detail okay. about all that in just a second. But you're absolutely right. So with with the job thing, there may be there may be reasonable explanations for that. We'll talk about those explanations in just a moment. But apart from those explanations, he should have a job. Right. He should have a place. And this thing with gym membership, because a lot of women, you know, they're not as sight motivated as men are, but they would, most would like a man with a good physique. Well, I would like to add one Please. to keeping sharp, keeping okay. your hook sharp. Mm-hmm. I think the spouse, be it man or woman, should keep their mind sharp. Good. Do they read? Good. You know, can they have an intellectual conversation yes. with you? Yes. So that could be another way of that hook being sharp. So I just want to throw that in. No, that your... was that's real good because you know on my list, for example, I wanted someone who was educationally oriented. Mm-hmm. And man, that was one of the first things that man when I met you and we started dating, and I can remember, for example, just your table manners. I was like, wow. Look at how she sits at the table. Look at how she, you know, eats at the table. Look at, and I'm, I'm sitting there watching you, seeing all of this, thinking to myself, this is exactly the way I want my children to behave at the table. And that is so funny because I never thought about, I mean, <laughs> how I sat at the table or ate or anything else like that. And you were observing all of that. All of that. that. Is- that's something. There. I was, I was, I was floored. I was deeply, deeply impressed because, you know, we basically sat at the, at the table and just pigged <laughs> out. 
and wiped our mouths with our <laughs> sleeves, you know, and, and licked our fingers off, you know. And I still do that sometimes. <laughs> but but because of your good table manners, I have, you know, risen to the occasion. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there, there are some other things that could go on this list, absolutely, um, of how to keep your, 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 your hook sharp. Because I know that, for me, that was one. Um, well, we'll go on down. I think uh, you're going to talk about, for women, what they need to do. But let me just say, when I was looking, um, I guess, when we were dating, I really did want somebody who had some intelligence. Okay. You know, somebody that I could hold a conversation with. Right. And i never forget. Do you remember this? I used the word definitive. Yes, I remember that. In one of our that. conversations. <laughs> I remember that. And you that. were like, well, well, what does that mean, Tony? And I was thinking, oh, my God. This is a, this is a you know, uh, uh, unintelligent. I'm going to be nice. Unintelligent, you know, man. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. She was, Because yeah. now we laugh. You all, let me just tell you, we laugh so much because Augustus would use so many words that I don't know the meaning to. And I'm like, well, what does that mean, Augustus? And he'll say, oh, my, how things change. Do you remember that conversation we had years ago while we were dating? You know? So things, I tell you, things have turned around. Things have turned around since then. And you cannot, and we're going to get into this later. We've we've gone over our 30 minutes uh, pledge here. So we're going to end this. And we got to do another separate part. We only got to, what, four. So we, right. we got more here. Uh, but yeah, I remember you threw that word on me, definitive. And I was like, what in the world? And I asked her, what does that mean? And and what she wanted to say, you all, is I got another dumb Negro on my hand here. That's <laughs> what she wanted to say. Uh, but she's being nice. But but um, but now I can throw a couple of big 50 cent words too. Many, and, not just a couple. <laughs> and I'm always asking, well, explain that to me, please. <laughs> So yeah, praise God. I mean, praise God. She was able to to look past me, not having, uh, not knowing what that word meant, and and saw something though. Yes. And we're gonna talk about that yes. in our next episode. Okay. This has been good. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. I've so enjoyed we're gonna it. keep talking about how to catch a, a, a spouse using fishing principles. I've enjoyed it. I've learned a lot too about fishing. So. I think it's wonderful that you're able to apply those principles to catching a spouse. I Amen. hope everyone out there has enjoyed it. Well, I've enjoyed teaching it. And uh, in fact, I'm probably going to make at least an ebook out of this or maybe even a book. I think that's a great, great suggestion. All right. Well, again, it's, we've been 42 minutes. We try to keep it at 30 minutes and we're going to going to going to end it here. Um, you all. God bless you all. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.